3: and I'm Tatiana from Lux Curves.
2: And happy Valentine's week. You know, every year now for the last few years, we've done videos like this to share with you guys lessons, strategies, and principles that have really allowed us to grow our relationship to create more love and passion. And today, we want to share with you guys seven daily habits for building a romantic relationship.
3: Yeah, this is so, so important because it's pretty easy to fall in love with almost anyone really, but to stay in love is a whole nother story. And so there are daily rituals and habits and practices that we can do to really grow the relationship and to make sure that that passion is still alive.
2: Yeah, so I think the first most important daily habit that you can have is the daily habit of gratitude and appreciation Mm -hmm. for your partner and for your relationship. You know, very often when you first meet your partner, it's exciting, it's new, you really appreciate them and you're falling in love with that person, but inevitably what happens over several weeks, months, or years is something known as the law of familiarity kicks in and it states that anything that you're around too often, you can start to take a little bit for granted. And so we have to be aware of that and it's our jobs to make sure that every single day we're always appreciating our partner. Where. Grateful for who they are and finding things new things that we can appreciate and be grateful for about them you know every single morning i 've got a morning ritual that I, I do of gratitude and i 'll think about Tatiana and think, what am I grateful for? What do I appreciate about her and i 'll think you know, i 'm so grateful for her love i 'm so grateful for your beauty i 'm so grateful for your intelligence i 'm so grateful for your generosity and your support of my mission and her purpose and, and I just think of more and more things, and that fills myself up with gratitude, which totally changes the way that I feel about the relationship, which will therefore change how I behave and how I show up and what I give and what I contribute. So making sure every single day you're grateful, you're appreciative, just by asking yourself the question, what am I grateful for in my relationship? What am I grateful for? Or what can I appreciate about my partner? That will put you in that space of of really just being excited and, and passionate about your relationship again
3: hmm the second one is love so they say love is like oxygen to the spirit and i believe that is so true we always have to make this conscious decision to choose love on a daily basis and when i met stefan i committed to stefan i chose to love him unconditionally and i think this is important to bring up because you can love someone but sometimes we put conditions on that love. So we say, well, I'll love you only if you do this, or I'll love you only if you love me back. And we might not verbally express these conditions, but they're there. And so it really affects the relationship because um, true love should be unconditional, I believe. And so when we are having giving unconditional love, that means that even in the hard moments, we choose love and we, we use love. Um, You know, if we're having an argument or a challenge and and challenges happen, there is no such thing as a perfect relationship. Perfection is actually the lowest human standard because deep down we know it's unattainable. So if we're setting ourselves up, you know, I want a perfect relationship. Well, that is never going to be attainable. All we can do is try and grow on a daily basis together and apart so we can become better as individuals and uh, as a couple as well. But if we are in an argument or something where a little uh, issue arises, you know, it's also making sure that you understand that you separate the behavior from the person, you know. So I have made already identified stefan i know his intent is pure i know his love is pure i know he loves me unconditionally and i love him unconditionally so if he says something or if he does something that i may not agree with you know based on the way that i've grown up and my beliefs and my standards doesn't mean i'm right i just may not agree with it but i separate that from who he is so I'm not blaming that person. I'm not labeling him. I'm not identifying him with mean words. Uh, and I'm not fighting. I'm not contributing. I'm not adding fuel to the fire because now I'm approaching this with love. I'm loving the person. I know this happened, but I'm choosing to love this person in the moment. And so I think it really helps in those situations uh, where conflict can arise.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think just, you know, the, the key, as she said, is committing to unconditional love. That if you're going to be with someone and you're going to decide that you're both going to be in a committed relationship, unconditional love means you're going to love this person no matter what. You're going to love them no matter what they say or what they do. You're going to love them even if you're scared, even if it's unfair, even if they don't deserve it. You're still going to love because you're not doing it so that you're going to get something in return. You're not giving love, but you got a hook on the end of that. And you're like, okay, I'll love you. I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to do all this for you. But then you have expectations. That's not love. That's trading. So unconditional love. And I think what happens for a lot of people is they settle for connection. They, st- they settle and they stay at the surface because love's too scary. Love means that you know, if you give it your all and you love this person, you give to them in this way and you're vulnerable to this person, then it potentially means that you can get hurt. Yeah. And you have to still trust. You still have to have faith in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. You know, And at least if you give your love to this person and they don't give it back or the relationship doesn't work out, then you're going to still become a better person in the process, more conscious, more loving, more giving, that the next relationship that you go into, someone's going to appreciate that that much more. So don't withhold your love. Don't hold it back. Don't allow your fear to prevent you from giving it your all in the relationship because whenever you withhold it and you're not giving the love... And you're maybe punishing your partner. The only person you're really punishing is yourself and the relationship. And there's different levels. There's different depths of love that you can experience. And the deeper that you go, the more you open up, the more that you give, then the deeper the love's going to be. And the best way to experience love is to give it. Because when you give someone else love, you get filled up with what you're giving.
3: And if you're in a state of fear because you're scared to open up, you're scared to be vulnerable um, because you think this person can hurt you so much, well, that very same person who you think can hurt you so much can also love you so much and like Stefan said there are different layers of love and if you keep closing yourself off you know sometimes you you're in a relationship and then all of a sudden it starts to get deep and then you break up and then you start a new relationship starts to get deep and then you break up and you start a new relationship Well, you're only experiencing one level of love it's like an onion you gotta peel the layers and there are so many different levels but you have to open yourself up to them and to open yourself up you have to be vulnerable you have to face the fear yes you might get hurt but you also might experience amazing love that you've never experienced before. So for me, I'd much rather open myself up with the risk of getting hurt, but the possibility of also experiencing this great, amazing love.
2: Yeah, it's worth it. And one other piece I wanna share too is also loving yourself. Because if you don't really love yourself, then it's gonna be a lot harder for you to receive love from somebody else. And so making sure you also have a daily practice of loving yourself, appreciating yourself, um, which is going to allow you to receive love that much more. And another piece I want to mention, too, is that understand that everyone has different ways to give and receive love. For example, you know, the daily habit could be just saying I love you to that person and looking deep in their eyes. And that, that could know, make that person feel loved. But for other people, you know, they say talk is cheap. You know, mm-hmm. Words don't mean anything. I want you to show me my love. Show me love. In which case, they want you to maybe, you know, they have a different love language. Maybe for them it's acts of service or maybe it's physical touch. There's different ways they spending time with that person. You've got to identify what is this person's love language. Mm-hmm. How do they receive love? And you have to give love in the way that they need it. Not the way that you think they need it. Not the way that you need it because you might have a different love language than they do. Mm-hmm. So, really identify what is this person's love language and what are the actions, the actions, the the, the love uh, that I can express this love to my partner, whether that's words, whether that's touch, whether that's time with that person, and making sure that you give that to them Mm -hmm. every day.
3: Yeah, so we'd recommend for you to read the book, The Five Love Languages, if you've never heard of this before. Um, That's how you can identify what are some love languages and perhaps identify for yourself what are the top two or three love languages that you like to receive love in and also for your partner. Because like Stefan said, it might be different for you than it is for your partner and you must know that in order to effectively give love to your partner. Otherwise they might not interpret it the way that you think they are. Yes.
2: So, habit number three is the habit of presence, okay? The daily habit of presence. Giving your attention, okay, your full, undivided presence to your partner every single day. You know, so often we get caught up with things, where we're busy, work, we have so many things in our minds that we forget to really acknowledge our partner and to give them that, that full presence that we all really crave, to build that connection with one another. And we have a a ritual that we do every day, almost every day, five or ten minutes, of just giving each other our presence. And one of our favorite ways that we'll demonstrate for you guys is something known as eye-gazing. Okay, eye-gazing. So the key here, guys, is to get rid of any distractions or phone. You know, so many people, you know, when you go to dinner with your partner or you're, you know, maybe making love, they're in their head. They're thinking about what you're going to do that day or work or other things on your mind. And you got to understand your partner can feel that. They can feel your presence. They can feel when you're in your head. They can feel when you're focused on the past or the future. And so really the key here is to be in the now, as Eckhart Tolle says, the power of now, being here in the present moment. So we'll sit across from each other, usually cross-legged, and we, we like to do some meditation and whatnot to really calm our minds, to allow us to be here in the present moment. But we'll just stare, stare into each other's eyes, and we won't speak, and we'll spend five to ten minutes just staring in each other's eyes. You know, they say the eyes are the window to the soul. And as I'm doing this, I'm not thinking about anything else but just giving my full attention to her, being fully present with Tatiana. Mm -hmm. And if I do have thoughts, sometimes I'll direct and send energy, send love her way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll do a a Pono prayer, which is an ancient Hawaiian prayer. And I'll just say in my mind as I stare into her eyes, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you.
3: Sometimes what I'll do is I will uh, express gratitude non-verbally to him. So while he's, we're staring into each other's eyes, I'll look at him and I'll think of all the things that I'm grateful for how passionate he is, how, much he, how hard he works, how he loves to contribute, give back to people, how handsome he is, what an amazing um, partner he is to me, how he loves his family so much, all of these things. And even though I'm not verbally expressing it, he feels that energy and he feels that love. So there is a huge exchange of energy.
2: And, and really what this does, guys, is it gives, you're giving the gift of presence and you're building a deeper connection, a deeper bond. You know, you feel more connected to your partner. Um, you're prioritizing your relationship and this connection. And this is something you can do before you make love, during lovemaking, staring into each, staring into each other's eyes as you're making love with your partner, and just feeling them and connecting deeply with them. And they're going to feel that. And it's really amazing what that can do. You know, we have times where we do this, where we get emotional, right? Or you cry and you just feel your partner and how much they love you and you give them love, and it's one of the most remarkable feelings that you can experience. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Yeah, and you know, sometimes, uh, especially that feminine energy, that feminine energy craves the presence of the masculine energy. So keep that in mind because the feminine knows when the masculine energy is not present. And um, you know sometimes you know, if you're, you're not pro- having daily practices like this and you're lacking that presence, you might be in a relationship, a committed relationship, but you might feel like a single person. And that's really kind of a low place to be because you yeah. feel so alone and so isolated.
2: Yeah, and I think one thing that helps us too is just to focus on our breath. Because if you do find yourself, you've got a very overactive mind, um, you know, One, one great you know, saying that I love is that your mind is like a kite and your breath is like the wind. And so your breath controls the mind. It determines where the kite goes. And so really focusing on your breath, your breathing. So when I'm staring into, into her eyes, I just want to focus on my breathing, calm my mind, right? eliminate all those distractions, all those thoughts, and be here in this moment. As I said, the power of now.
3: The next one is polarity. So polarity is like a magnet. Um, So there are two sides, two charges, a positive and a negative. And so a positive and negative will attract, but a positive and a positive will repel, or a negative and a negative will repel. And so we have to be aware of this. Each human being, we have a feminine and a masculine energy within us. So I, myself, Tatiana, I have the feminine energy and I have the masculine energy. Stefan has both of those as well. And throughout the day, we might shift energies. I might be more my feminine. I might be more my masculine. Maybe while I'm doing certain tasks, I'm more in a certain energy. You know, the feminine tends to be a little bit more creative. Uh, Masculine is a little bit more focused. So understanding the differences and understanding when it is that you are in the energies now when it comes to a relationship you want to have opposites whether it is a heterosexual relationship or not you need to have opposites in order to have that passion that polarity because if you don't have that then you'll just be like friends so it's important to make sure that if I'm in my feminine energy then Stefan's in his masculine energy if we want to have that passion if I'm in my masculine energy, and then we want to have passion then Stefan should switch on his feminine energy. So it's not to say that we can't both be in feminine energies, we can't both be in our masculine energies, we totally can. But just understand that if we're both in that energy, we might not have like a super passionate, romantic relationship, it might be more of a friendship. So understanding, okay, maybe when we're watching a movie and we want to be silly, like that's a good time to turn that on. But when we are about to make love, if we want to have that passion, well, we want to have the the polarity and we need to have the opposite energies. So it's understanding, okay, how can I cultivate this within myself now? Knowing this, how can I cultivate this energy? And so we all have one nature. Um, It's going to be different for everyone. For me personally, my feminine energy is my nature. I figured that out. And so I know that I like to spend more time in my nature. We all kind of need to spend the primary, uh, most of our time in our nature. And if we don't, we'll feel a little bit of a disconnect. Um, So it's important to understand that. And so what I need to do is I need to make sure that I'm doing things that help me get into my feminine if I'm not able to do that throughout, you know, where I'm spending most of my time. Like, I've spent a lot of time working, and when I'm working, I'm primarily using my masculine energy. So things for me like, you know, going to a dance class singing in the shower, dancing while I do my makeup, or like, you know, cooking, or anything that's creative that helps put me in my feminine energy. And so by doing this, I'm not only gifting myself by honoring myself, by giving myself the gift of being in that, in my nature, but I'm also gifting Stefan because now I'm gifting him with this, with this feminine energy which complements his masculine energy and allows us to have this attraction and this, this passion.
2: Yeah. And this is what creates, creates that attraction. You know, um, when Tatiana is in her feminine and she's in her essence, which feminine energy is all about free and wild yes. and expressive and sensuality and mm-hmm. flow. Using there's your senses. N- there's no structures. And you know, the masculine is all about control and focus and efficiency and, and action. And uh, you know, it, it, it's that kind of energy. And for me, because that's my nature, I have to make sure that I have a daily habit to put myself in my masculine energy. Okay, so for me, you know, that's going to the gym, doing things that are physical, competition, sports, you know, my business oftentimes, because it's about achieving things and overcoming challenges and, and adversity and pushing through and breaking through to new levels. That's all that masculine energy that I can fill myself up with. But there are times where it's useful for me to be in my feminine. And the feminine, my more sensitive, sensitive or caring or sensual side I'm of myself, right? And so it's knowing and understanding those two energy dynamics, you living in your nature and your partner doing the same. So that way when you come together, the sparks are flying, there's attraction, there's passion. And, and if you catch yourselves missing that passion, missing that attraction, then this is the place that you got to go back to is really making sure that you're living in your nature and your essence.
3: Yeah, for sure. And also understand, you know, it can be a little bit harder for women who they know that their nature is feminine in society today because the masculine energy is very, it's greatly rewarded. Especially in the workforce. So oftentimes a lot of women, we're trying so hard to be in our masculine energy. To have those certain qualities that are rewarded in the workforce. But we have to understand it's okay. Like we can be in our feminine energy and be just as successful. You know, masculine and feminine, they are equal. There's no one energy that's greater than the other. Like I said, we have both within us. So it's understanding that and just nurturing your nature. Yes.
2: So the next daily habit is a habit of physical touch. Okay, making sure that you're touching and you're being intimate with your partner every single day. So, you know, for us we love to we love to touch each other, we love to hold hands, we love to cuddle, we love to hug, we love to make love as well. And I think Massage. massages and these are things that you have to do every day. In fact, you know, there's been pl- plenty of research that shows that physical touch releases oxytocin. Releases different chemicals and hormones, which create more of a connection and more love amongst one another. And so, you know, one thing that's always been important for us is to to have sex daily. You know, um, to make sure we prioritize that. You know, I've always, you know, kind of been blown away by relationships where they say they have sex, you know, once a week or once a month. And for me, that's not that's not a passionate relationship. Um, You know, that's not the standard we want to live at, and I think a lot of people in society, they accept that that's the norm, and they accept, oh, well, when you have kids or when you're married and you're busy with your career and all this stuff, all that is is an excuse. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to decide in your relationship what's the standard that you're going to live by, and you're not going to live by other people's standards or what most of society does, because if you're living a relationship like most people, well, guess what? One in two relationships end in divorce. So you do not want to be doing what everyone else is doing because successful people, successful relationships, they do what the failures won't do. So for us, it's making sure we make love. We prioritize that. You know, you know, even if we're tired, even if you don't feel like it, we're still making sure that we're fulfilling each other's needs on a daily basis. And you know, to be honest, it's not every day. I mean, for the most part, it is, but there's times where you know, someone's sick or warm. <clears throat> We're traveling. We're just both like pass out at the end of the day. But I'd say ninety-five percent of the time, you know, it's been a consistent thing for us. And you know, I think that's just one of the best ways to to be intimate with your partner, to connect with them, to experience love, to give love. Um, we both study tantra, and so there's different levels and depths that you can go to um, by adding in a spiritual practice to your lovemaking as well. But really, what it comes down to is just making it a priority. Um, And, you know, there's tons of science and studies that show the benefits of having sex, um, you know, for your heart, for the chemicals, the connection that you have many, many great benefits. So I'm sure that's not going to feel like work, but making sure that you prioritize it and give each other that, that pleasure to give, to receive Mm -hmm. and to keep that relationship passionate. And
3: remember, give unconditionally. So even if you don't feel like it, you want to always give unconditionally no matter what. But if you're in the position where, you know, you're working two, three jobs and you're so tired at the end of the night that it's like sex is just off the table. It's not even an option but you know that it is affecting your relationship, then you got to get that in check, really prioritize things because, you know, why are you working those 2 3 jobs? Is it because you're trying to make more and more money so you can live a more lavish lifestyle, buy more things or whatever that is? Maybe that's not as important as what this is doing to your relationship. So really putting your relationship first and seeing that your partner needs you. You know, they need more than just your you providing for the family, they need your physical touch, your connection. Um, so yeah, I think it should definitely be a priority. Yeah.
2: And and just be aware of any excuses or stories that we create because listen, I get it. You know, people say, well, you know, yeah, I've got the kids and everything and there's no time to, but if something is a must, then you find the way and understand by prioritizing a relationship, by making love together, it actually allows you to be in a better space, which will also influence your kids. Because your kids, they see the dynamic that your parents, the parents have, right? Whether you're in love or not, connected and intimate, they feel that and you become a role model, role model for them, right? And, and that's something that's going to influence your kids in, in a very important way. So mm-hmm. making sure that you don't have any stories or excuses. You just make it a must. That's the standard you're going to live by no matter what, you know, and you just do the best you can to live up to that. Mm-hmm.
3: And you can even, you know, taking things another level, like sex, doesn't, it's not just a physical thing. Yeah. If you pr- learn Tantra, practice Tantra, it's like you really take it to another level where it becomes a spiritual experience that is just unlike anything that you can experience elsewhere. All right, moving on to the next one, which is acts of service, uh, giving to your partner just giving unconditionally, giving as much as you can. Um, You know, simple things, you know, go back to the basics, whether that's making the bed in the morning, handing them the towel after they get out of the shower, um, cooking some breakfast, uh, you know, seeing what it is that your partner needs. You know, is he stressed right now? Is he going through a lot of stress? What can I do to provide for him? What can I do to be there for him and support him in this moment? You know, so for example, if he is, you know, shooting an interview and he's really busy, well, I'm going to offer my help to help set up the camera to see if I can, you know, help... Prepare, whatever it is, just offer yourself up to give to your partner because I think they will always appreciate that. And uh, I know I would for sure. So think about okay, what would I appreciate in my life? And uh, give it to your partner. You know, don't just ask for something, give it.
2: Yeah, the biggest thing that destroys relationships is selfishness, yeah. right? It's a horrible habit. And, and, You know, there's different levels where a lot of people, level one is people are only focused on themselves and they're focused on what they're not getting. My partner's not doing this for me. They're not doing that for me. And oftentimes, people, they go into this mode, this selfish mode, where because they feel they're not being given to, they think, well, why am I going to give to this person if they're not given to me? Mm -hmm. And that's the horrible way of thinking. That's a way to destroy a relationship. Mm -hmm. Instead, you have to be more conscious. You don't have to wait for your other partner to be giving and and you can't be measuring and keeping track and have a yardstick where you're like, you know, well, I gave this to them this day and I made the bed and I did this and I cleaned the house and I picked up after them and I, you know, did this and that, but they didn't give X, Y, Z back to me. So therefore, why am I giving? They, they owe me. That's a horrible place to be. You have to make the decision. You're going to be a giver because a relationship is a place that you go to give, not to get. And whatever you give, you're going to get back tenfold. I can promise you that. So making sure that you're giving every day, you know, going above and beyond. You know, know, understand that you guys are a unit. Okay, Mm -hmm. you are one. You are connected, and that whatever you give to your partner is going to light them up. Is they're going to they're going to be happier. They're going to feel better, which therefore is going to come back to you in some way, shape, or form. So it doesn't feel like you don't have to be scarce about your giving. You have to be in an abundance mentality around that. And we all have different needs. And it's identifying, what does this person need from me? Maybe they need certainty. Maybe they need significance. Maybe they need love. Maybe they need to have a sense of contribution. And to identify what is it this person needs. You're always kind of like a detective in the relationship. And you're trying to discover and uncover things within your partner in ways that you can further light them up and give and meet their needs. And when you do that... You're gonna have a love slave. You're gonna have a relationship that that is never gonna end because you're both fulfilled on that deep level.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's all about meeting another person's needs. It's never, it's you know, if Stefan is lighting me up every single day, I feel so significant in his life. I feel like I'm number one. I feel so much certainty in our relationship. I feel like we're going to be together forever. We are a perfect match. You know, perfect. Um, I feel like he contributes to me, I contribute to him, and we grow on such high levels. Well, I'll never leave him, and he'll never leave me because we're fulfilling each other's needs. We're meeting each other's needs on such high levels that we know, like, why leave and potentially not get that somewhere else? We are getting what we want and what we need from each other. So we have such high levels of certainty because we are consistently, on a daily basis, meeting each other's needs, and through through contribution, through giving, you know, never withholding love, always giving love.
2: Yes. And remember that whatever you give, you get filled up by what you're giving. So whatever you want to experience more and within yourself, give that to your partner. If you want more love, give love. If you want, you know, more passion, give passion. If you want more appreciation, give appreciation and you'll be filled up by it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So making sure you you have that standard in that relationship that you're going to be a giver. And you might think, well, Stefan, well, what if I'm giving to my partner and I'm just giving so much to them and they're not giving back and maybe the relationship doesn't work out, maybe it ends. Well, listen, by you giving no matter what and still being that giver, you're going to become a better partner in the process for the next relationship that you're going to be in. So build these habits now regardless so that you become more and you become a more conscious giving person.
3: And you might even feel like, um, you know, that person doesn't deserve my love. But really, you have to, it's in those times where you're yelling at each other, you're arguing, it's stressful, there's a lot of stress... In a stressful situation, it's in those moments where these practices come into play because it's very easy to talk about this on camera, it's very easy to take notes and when everything is going perfect in your life it's easy to implement these strategies but it's only when it's during the times where times get tough that these things really come into play and you have to practice them and it becomes a lot harder to actually practice uh, these things because it's in that moment where you feel like Oh, you just want to kill that person. You don't want to have anything to do with that person. You don't want to give love. That person doesn't deserve love. But it's in that moment where you have to have a greater sense of awareness. And you have to say, okay, what does this really mean? And you have to change the situation and just give love no matter what. It takes a lot. It takes a higher person. (laughs) Yes.
2: So the last daily habit is one of creating magic moments. You see, every day... You have to create new moments, m- new memories that, that you can always appreciate with it within your relationship. Now, at the end of your life, you're not going to remember everything. You're going to remember certain moments. And so every day, the habit of creativity, of thinking of new ways that you can maybe surprise your partner or spice things up or create variety. They say variety is the spice of life. And making sure that your relationship doesn't get stagnant you know i think a lot of people they stop growing mm-hmm. you know they they get into a relationship and at first it's great but then they stop growing they stop prioritizing it they stop doing those little things that they did at the beginning and there's a saying that goes if you do what you did at the beginning of the relationship then there'll never be an end mm-hmm. so think back what did you do at the beginning of the relationship you know at the beginning you sent them a text message you know uh, of you know to, to wish them a great day, or you gave them a surprise phone call throughout the day, or you wrote them a little note, a little love letter, or you planned a spontaneous date or an adventure or an experience. those little things, those little habits you have to make sure you you continue to do all throughout your relationship you know and you've got to prioritize it you've got to make sure you put attention on that if you want to create that relationship that's juicy and exciting and has that aliveness to it. You know, one thing that you can do, you know, we, you know, at the very beginning of a relationship, we created a relationship bucket list. And we made a list and we brainstormed. We had this relationship journal, which we still have, where we made a list of all the things we want to do together. You know, travel to this place or go to this restaurant or have this experience. things.
3: We went, we had
2: a huge Some of them are small and some of them are huge, Right. And, um, you know, we would just always try to, whenever we'd hang out, just to check something off that list. There was never something that, you know, we we got bored, you know, we never really felt bored because we always had new things. You know, maybe watching a certain movie or certain TV series together, you know, things like that. But also making sure that you appreciate those moments, you acknowledge them, you fill yourself up with them. You know, you can. You know, one thing that you can do is at the end of every day, take out like a, a post-it note and have each of you write down what was a magic moment that you guys had or a moment throughout the day that you never want to forget. And each of you write it on that that note and you put it in a jar, and you share it. You know, each night before you go to bed, but you put it in the jar and you build up that jar over several months. And then eventually you go back, you open the jar, you go through and you remember and and reminisce on all those great moments that you guys Mm -hmm. shared together. And I think that's going to create a a magnificent relationship if you're always striving to create new memories, new experiences together, and you're creating that variety and that excitement.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah yeah it just takes a little bit of creativity you can turn the ordinary into extraordinary and i i remember one time Steph and i were working side by side on our laptops and you know i'm like deep in thought on my computer and all of a sudden i get this airdrop and i accept it and it's like this like heart saying i love you it's like a little drawing and he airdropped it to me from right beside me it was just so cute and it just kind of changed the energy and the dynamic of the day and it's something so small Um, But it made such an impact on me. And I remember it till this day. And there's even, you know, a time I remember when, you know, Seth and I were living separately. He was in his apartment. I was at my home. And I unexpectedly surprised him at his door. And I was wearing this, like, trench coat. And underneath I had lingerie. And so I was like, can I come in? And, you know, like little things like that. And, you know, like at the traffic lights, every time, even to this day, every time we get to a traffic light, we always kiss each other it's just our thing so little things little
2: things like that so listen we hope this video has been helpful for you and that you can share this with your partner Um, or if you're single right now this can be some valuable things that you can learn that when you have a relationship and you attract someone in your life you can build this foundation from the very beginning but these are seven habits that i believe that if you focus on doing them every day it's going to take your relationship your love your passion to a whole new level. So if you want to learn more about me at Project Life Mastery, then subscribe to me at Project Life Mastery on YouTube or my podcast. Uh, Leave a comment below, like. I love to hear certain habits that you might have in your relationship. And you want to tell people about you and your channel?
3: Yeah, you can find uh, my YouTube channel Lux Curves or Lux Biz, I have two. You can also find me on Instagram, Tatiana Bure.
2: Yes. So thank you guys so much. Happy Valentine's Day and happy Valentine's Week. And we look forward to seeing you again soon. Take care.
1: Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon.